Hello and welcome to the Group's Leadership Podcast, where we want to equip you to shepherd your people well. I'm your host, Stephen Branch, and in today's podcast, we want to show you how you can help your group care for people through crisis. And here with us today is our care pastor, Pat Coons. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Stephen. I appreciate it. So, Pat, um, let our listeners know what it is that you do here at Abundant Life. Well, I am the Senior Adults and Care Pastor, which means I'm over the Senior Adults Ministries. And so our senior adults and, and the different activities that we do with them, a joy and things like that. But uh, I'm also, as the Care Pastor, I'm over our food pantry, benevolence, bereavement, uh, any other special projects that deal with care in our community. Okay, great. And uh, we have a... Uh, an incredible opportunity as a church to care uh, for people during this crisis of the coronavirus. So let's jump in today's topic of caring for those going through a crisis. Um, and as we prepared for this podcast, Pat, you told me one of your go-to passages in times of crisis and for caring people is 2 Corinthians 1, uh, 3 through 11. So why is that your go-to passage? Well, one of the reasons is because it really talks about suffering and and putting it in the proper perspective. And just in the first couple of verses, in, in verses 3 and 4, it says, Blessed be the God of our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. And, you know, all comfort in every situation. He is everything we need in every situation. And it says, it goes on to say, Who comforts us in our, all of our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the same comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So not only does God comfort us, but he also equips us to comfort others. And it's such an important thing at this time. I mean, people are scared. They're nervous. They're scared about their jobs. They're scared about providing for their families. But this is a truth that God tells us. He is the God of all comfort. There is nothing that he is not there to walk us through. He is there for all of us. So we have the comfort of God. And then the second half of this passage kind of talks about something else that we are going to get as well from God. Absolutely. And and it talks about deliverance. I mean, Paul was in really a tough spot uh, when he was in Ephesus and he had gotten out of Ephesus. There was a huge riot. And when you get over here into verse eight, uh, it talks about all the things that he himself was facing and fearing. He says, I don't want you to be ignorant, my brethren, of the trouble which came to us in Asia. If we were burdened beyond measure, above strength, so that we despaired even for our life. And yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves. I mean, not only were they facing these things physically, but they were also facing this dread in their heart and in their mind. And they were they were very fearful. I mean, the same kind of fear that, that we face in a lot of different things. I mean, Paul was struggling with the same things. But what does he say? He says that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. Verse 10, this is what's really important. Who delivered us from so great of a death and and does deliver us and in whom we trust that he still delivers us. So not only does has he delivered us in the past, he is going to deliver us today and he will deliver us in the future. And I think that's important for us to continue to remind ourselves of is God is in control. This whole thing isn't taking God by surprise. And he wants us to know that he is going to deliver us just like he's delivered us in the past. And he's going to ultimately deliver us in the future. And Pat, I think this is so good. And if you have your Bibles, uh, man, mark that passage up and, and keep it open 
on your kitchen counter, on your table, and have this be a reminder to you in these times when you're feeling anxious or you're feeling worried or scared. Rightfully so, in these times, go to this passage and realize that God is is the God of comfort, and he's also the God of, God of deliverance. And with these things in mind, Pat, we as the church and as leaders have an opportunity to go first, which is something that, that followers can't. Followers can't because they don't go first. And as leaders, we need to be the ones leading the way um, and caring for people in this time of crisis. So we have four things that group leaders and groups can do to help lead the way in caring for those going through this crisis. And the first thing is, is to be thoughtful, okay? Be thoughtful. We want to think through the things that we are going to do. So, Pat, what do we mean by think through? Well, what we need to do is look at the needs that are right in front of us. There are, I mean, the needs are so big, and it can it could seem like a, a mountain that we just can't climb or get over. But one of the things that we do when we look at the big issues is we miss all of the great opportunities that were right in front of us. So begin with your group. Remit, I mean, make sure that you're, you're checking up on each other. You've got each other's backs. But really, your neighborhood is an incredible mission field. Begin to look in your neighborhood and, and where you can help. Find out the people that are in your neighborhood that might be senior adults that need extra help. Find out where the nursing professionals or the medical professionals are in your neighborhood and see if there's a way that you can bless them somehow. I mean, there's so many opportunities that are available there. Right, and you don't have to go far, right? That's exactly right. <laughs> you just have to go maybe one or two two houses down to find opportunities to care for people in a crisis. Right, and then the other thing, too, is to, to know the resources that are available to you. I mean, we have resources available on our church website. If you go to the church website and you click on the the coronavirus, uh, you know, portion of the website, it says read more. And it gives you areas that, that we can help as a church and places where you could even sign up to, to help as well. So those are, those are some of the main things. And, and if you have people that maybe you work with that maybe live farther away from our church that maybe can't come to the food pantry or whatever, encourage them to get on harvesters.org and then click on the Get Help tab. And you can put in your zip code, and it'll give you all the food pantries and mobile distributions that are just within five miles of you. So that's the main thing is we want to make sure that we help people with the resources that are available. Right. So we want to think through uh, what we're going to do. And then secondly, we want to plan. So communicate early and often with your group and and maybe some family members that you're partnering with so that we aren't doubling down um, on the same project. Uh, So, Pat, what's as, as we plan... Right. What are some things that we need to make sure we know? Well, and again, it it is our church website, the videos, the emails that are coming out. I cannot encourage you enough to make sure you're reading those. There's so much great information. One of the first group emails that Pastor Mark put out was just completely jam-packed full of great information as far as ways that you can serve little things and how you can serve uh, in even helping out with a nursing home. Uh, They... You can't go in or anything, but you know what? You can. Some of them have uh, special days where they get to have soda. But just by bringing in five or six two liters, you can be a blessing or whatever. I mean, all of those things were there, and so I mean, there's so much good stuff on the website, in the emails, and also in the videos that are present. So if we're gonna, if we're going to plan, we have to communicate 
to people early and often, and we need to know our resources like our church website. Uh, the food pantry, obviously, is a great resource when we're feeding hundreds of families a week during uh, through that avenue. And then you mentioned this resource before, uh, harvesters.com. Yeah, .org. Yeah, harvesters.org. Uh, there's also for you guys that, that are going to Blue Springs, I mean, Community Services League is out there. Uh, Impact, I'm not sure if they're up and running right now, but those are two great resources there. Uh, also here in town, uh, Lease Summit Social Services, Cold Water. Uh, they all have a variety of different services that are available to us as a community. And so we just need to just need to make sure that we see you know what are the what are the uh, organizations that are offering help and take advantage of those That's and great. point people in the right direction. Good. So think through what you're going to do, plan, and then the third thing we need to do is prepare. And I think the first thing uh, that I think is so easily missed is be prayed up. I Absolutely. mean, be prayed yep. up. Philippians four uh, tells us here in verse six: Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. By prayer and supplications, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Verse 7, I think this is the benefit that we get when we go to the Lord in prayer. It says, And the peace of God, which surpasseth all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind through Christ Jesus. So if you don't know what to do, okay, the best thing to do is to pray is to pray and seek God and let him know, hey, this is what we want to do. This is what our group wants to do. But God, we need your strength and your peace to get us through this yeah. time. Uh, and the second thing is over-communicate the plan. And Pat, why is that so uh, important for us? Well, if you guys are going to do something together as a group, you need to make sure that you're clear in what you're doing because it's we take a lot of things for granted uh, when it comes to where we're at now these days because uh, most of the time we can sit down face to face across the table from each other and, and lay out a plan. But we just need to be clear uh, that, hey, who is doing what? Who's going to be contacting the group? Who is going to, to take this responsibility or that responsibility? If we're going to do, minister as a group to a neighborhood or to a nursing home or whatever, I think over communication is really important. But then we also got to be wise you really need to be wise. You got to maintain the social distancing. Use the hand sanitizer because there are a lot of people out there that are vulnerable. And we may not, you might not be afraid that you're going to get it, but you know what? It would sure break our hearts if we, uh, if we did give it to somebody else. That's and good. I know that there's many people in our church whose hearts are broken because they have loved ones in the hospital or in nursing homes that they can't go and visit. And it's really a lonely thing. And so the, this virus, the transmission part, it really does uh, it really does do a lot of damage, not just to the body or when you're sick, but it's also the fact that you're isolated from the people mm -hmm. that you love. And it's, that's just really a hard thing. So make sure that you're wise in what you're doing. Good. And finally, uh, we want to execute uh, what we've thought through and planned and prepared for. And uh, the, one of the greatest things is you, can, you need to remember – assign tasks, right? Make sure that Absolutely. people are all on the same page with what they're going to do. Uh, help each other out. Uh, be there to encourage one another as, as you're um, helping or serving or caring for somebody. And then celebrate the wins, okay? We right. want to make sure that we're encouraging each other and we're celebrating what God is doing uh, through the things that you're doing to care for people. Um, and then to wrap up, uh, 
Pat, when you and I were talking about this, you said a couple of different things that I think are so important. And, and one of those things to keep in mind as, as you're caring for other people is be careful not to overextend yourselves. What did you mean by that? Well, it's, it's really easy to have a lot of great ideas. And we just want to make sure that we don't overpromise and underdeliver. Because all of us want to try to do as absolutely as much as we can, but there's a limit to what we can do. And so that's the first thing is I would encourage you is, is don't just don't overextend yourself and be careful not to promise more than you can deliver. That's good. Because we want to make sure, and this is the thing that we talked about, is that if we underpromise and overdeliver, you know, that's where God has the opportunity to bring the increase. And uh, we want to give God that room to be able to really uh, you know, show what he can do in these times. And the second thing, which I think is one of the greatest things you said as we were preparing for this, is pace yourself. Pace yourself. Why is it critical to pace ourselves? Well, this is one of the things that we learned uh, with the, the crisis in Joplin and even with some of the hurricanes where the relief would come. Uh, early on, we're really not always sure what the needs are, that the community really doesn't know what the needs are. And out of the abundance of our desire to help, we flooded Joplin with, with water and clothes and things like that. And it created a crisis within a crisis because they didn't have anywhere to put these things. And, and you know, we, we don't want to create a problem in that. But we have to also understand that once they say this thing is all clear, there's still going to be ripple effects for a long time because people are being laid off and things like that, and that's going to create a financial crisis. And so this isn't going to be over uh, just as soon as we can all get back together because people are still going to be suffering the effects of of job loss or or just being you know having a, a reduction in pay or whatever. And so we want to make sure that we're there for the long haul. And able to help people the best that we can, and so that's one of the that's one of the best things we can do is wait until the needs really do present themselves, and not try to meet a need that really isn't even there yet. That's right, man. So so we need to continue to pace ourselves through uh, this crisis. So uh, so so if we're gonna be uh, the leaders, if we're gonna lead out as the church and and care for people through this crisis, we need to make sure that we're thinking through what we're gonna do. We need to make a plan. We need to prepare ourselves. And then lastly, we need to execute on that plan. So Pat, as we wrap up this podcast, is there anything else that you want to leave our listeners with? Well, I just want to add to the uh, the verses that you had in Philippians chapter four, because this really is uh, a battle in the mind and, and having a mind that is settled because we pick it up in uh, Philippians chapter four, starting in verse eight, it says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, or whatever things are of good report. If there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And the things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. And it really does come down to our mindset. I'd encourage you to write this verse down and put it on your refrigerator. If you've got littles at home that you're homeschooling or whatever, I mean, let that be the lesson. If something's coming in your mind that's, that's different than that, these are the things that we should be thinking on. And the one thing that you said, Stephen, I think is so critical, leave your Bible open. You will be so surprised at how God will invite you back to the truth of his word 
in all of the chaos that seems to be going on around us. It's a great reminder. Uh, So thank you so much for joining us today. And special thanks to Pat. Uh, We appreciate everything that you're doing to care for the people within our church. I mean, if you like what you've heard today, don't forget to subscribe or review today's podcast and let us know what other topics that you would want uh, want for us to discuss in future podcasts. But until next time, shepherd well.